Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. Hey parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti. Um, I've got a, a wonderful new person to PCA who's actually not new. Uh, <laughs> Maria Bauer, um, welcome to our parent podcast. Thank you so much. That was Dan's nice way of saying that I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> but you're new because you're in a new position, yes. right? Um, uh, delighted, what, what, delighted. What's the official title for the position? So the official title is Director Spiritual Development, and it wasn't just, oh, let's just come up with a new title. I was given the title, yeah. but it makes perfect sense to me because um, it absolutely is still what we used to call campus ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's evolved because now we have basically a theologian, Christian thinker on staff, and he is rewriting um, uh, what is being taught Mm -hmm. um, at every uh, grade level. The whole faith integration aspect is rewriting. Our parents don't even really know this yet. This is kind of something new, but we've done biblical worldview integration, um, used a a great um, kind of... uh, curriculum over the years. But um, when Jeremiah got here, one of the things that we had talked about was it's a little bit outdated and it can be done better. Um, and our teachers really reinforced that. And so it was great to have Jeremiah kind of lead the, um, you know, the, the um, effort to um, redo our faith integration planning. Uh, so I'm super excited about that and, and glad to be a part of that. So you're right. There, yes. there, there are some new things that are happening. Well, here at and I want to that- say too, um, with Dr. Johnston mm-hmm. is that um, everybody has their gifts. And that this person has, there's been an inordinate amount of, um, I want to say, expertise poured into him when mm-hmm. it does come to uh, his biblical foundation. It's just, um, I actually was following him before he came to Prestonwood. Oh, wow. And had read, uh, and I'm just, just so you know, I, it, we have a biblical scholar, and that's exciting. Yeah. And so there's truth and love, and he is leading us. His heart, his heart, his children are here also. Yes. His heart is to make this the best, by far, education that you can receive at all grade levels and, and fully develop as a Christian. So that's very exciting. His heart is definitely there. But also know that the level that he's going to dig in for the truth is going to be a level that is just, it's not what you would see at any yeah, other school. Unparalleled. Yeah. Well, speaking of children, (laughs) tell our parents a little bit about just uh, Maria Bauer, uh, family background, kind of how you got to PCA um, before you came to this particular position. So I would love to say that when you hear that the school is a ministry of the church, that's how we got here. Um, We were looking for, you know, fifth grade was ending. We were at public school. Um, My children happened to be in a highly gifted program, and the a next stop for that program was going to be um, in a public school where they, they were wearing um, juvenile detention sensors oh and there were middle school pregnancies. And I thought, and they said to me, oh, but this highly gifted program is still there and it's like 10% of the school. And I thought, I don't even feel comfortable dropping my kid <laughs> off at this school. So anyway, long story short, just full transparency here. This was almost 10 years ago. Um, I was raised as Catholic. My mother was a nun for seven years 
before she was married and Catholicism was my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I used to go to daily mass and for anybody out there that used to be a Catholic, I was Eucharistic minister. I mean, I was all in. Um, And so I was looking at Catholic schools and then a friend of mine said, oh, well, this other Christian school is differentiated. And so I thought, well, okay, I'll come look at it. And it was like a vortex being pulled in every time I went to meetings and um, I looked at St. Mark's. I looked at Cistercian. Uh, my husband went to school, his graduate degree, with the headmaster at St. Mark's. I've been in that planetarium. And it was Larry Taylor's uh, living room mm. that changed my mind, mm. listening to Larry Taylor. And he was talking about basically developing our children's gifts to serve the world, kingdom education, which I had never heard before, and talking about them going on mission trips. And I'm just going to be very honest with you. You know, there was a third and fifth grader, and I was thinking, what? Send my kids across the world in dangerous places? I'm just being transparent here. Now I have one that literally, I'm like, how are we going to fund you going to the Amazon? Plus, you want to go to uh, Kenya for the third time, you know? (laughs) Anyway, so my point is that the school came alongside of us. Uh And um, I was so blown away. It's the first time that I felt the body of Christ in action. And when there was an altar call after a few weeks, I went down, I I stood up and I I looked at my husband, I said, I'm going up. And I said, you know, you all don't have to go. And he said, I was waiting for you. And our whole family went up. And just so you know, because I was a Catholic for so many years, I first would attend Prestonwood and I would still go to Catholic Mass because I just didn't feel like it was Mass. That's how indoctrinated I was. This was obviously before the altar call. But my point is that I was in my late 40s and God can just change and move. And when he did, it was like, it was a massive conversion in my life. Um, And and since then have become a biblical counselor and just radically changed my whole view. And the Bible became, for lack of a better word, my communion. Mm. And that is my daily interaction. Let's just say it replaced daily mass for me in a much better way. And I want to say to parents out there, however you have been raised, please hear me, however you've been raised, Give the Bible a chance if it's not already a part of your daily routine. And guess what? I'm going to give you a cheater way to do it. Does that does that sound bad to say cheater and Bible in the same sentence? <laughs> a little Let bit. me tell you how I did it, honestly, was as a new believer, I met so many people that would say to me, and they had been Christians their whole life, and you hear, oh, I feel so guilty. I didn't read the Bible today. Oh, And I'm like, that's not, you know, Jesus didn't come for that. So I listened to the Bible, okay? And listening to the Bible helped me read the Bible because you know what? The Bible's actually, they crack jokes in the Bible. There's sarcasm in the Bible. You know, the intonations mm-hmm. that you hear. And you know what, parents? You can do it literally driving to school or, you know, making breakfast or whatever. I'm not saying, believe me, I know what it's like to be a parent. You are already pulled in a million directions. Mm-hmm. But we're already listening to so much out there already. So take the 15 minutes and listen to it. Our pastor is on pray.com. Uh, it, they do a wonderful job. It does, you can, you Bible and whatever. I'm not saying, I, I do like pray.com, but the point is that just listen for 15 minutes while you're doing something else and let the word of God wash over you if you're not already in a daily plan. It will change your life and it will change your children's life. Because once I started doing that, then the simple things that you can do as a parent, again, and I'm talking to the parent out there because it was me, okay, that thought, okay, how am I gonna bring these people up? And how am am I going to raise them up as the Bible says, talk about it in the morning and in the evening and in your coming and in your going. So I thought I can't add one more thing to our schedule parents, just like you can't add more one more thing to yours. So what I did, we'd be making breakfast in the morning when they were little, 
I would just read a Bible verse. Or uh, the other thing I would do is I always played worship music in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you are watching or listening to the news in the morning, parents, and you say to me, oh, my kid doesn't really listen, they're listening. If you want to know why anxiety and depression is so high, mm-hmm. as we are list, the kids are they listen when we were their age we were not bombarded with this negativity it is overwhelming and most parents cannot honestly uh, process it and that's why our anxiety and depression skyrocketed so parents if you're worried about anxiety and depression if your kids with your kids give yourself a break and listen have worship music playing while you're getting ready for school easiest thing you can do or in the car you know read a bible verse when they were old enough i would say to them while i was driving them to school hey can you read me a bible verse pick whichever one you want mm. anytime i could say yes to something in their lives i said yes because there was going to be the nose so give them a chance to um, let them choose and have them pick. Also, parents with younger kids, the best thing you can do, this will also help your kids read, okay? In the car, take the phones away. I know it's harder with older kids. I'm talking about that you start with the younger kids, take Mm -hmm. the phones away and all that, and just have in the car, you know, Christian Bible books. And so when they're bored, they have nothing else to do but pick up a book. It is the easiest thing you can do. Just have a few books in the car, and it will force them to actually look at the book and read it. So these are just easy. These are not extra things for you to do. These are things to do while you're in your coming, in your going, in your, you know, in the morning, in the evening, and just making it a part of your lifestyle. And then finally, don't cheat yourself out of going to church. You know, um, our the head of, I'm sorry, the superintendent had mentioned on, on a post one day that there's a difference between, you know, watching a movie with a fire in it and being in front of a fireplace. And I will tell you, during COVID, I was one of these people, and my family's used to being embarrassed by me, where, you know, we would be watching the sermon, you know, and pastor preaching, and when yeah. choir came on, I'm singing at the top of my lungs, and they already think I'm a weirdo. That's okay. It's not the same yeah. as when you are in the pew surrounded by everybody else or sometimes when I do get the chance to sing with the choir it is it is a moving experience and worship when you worship God what happens you're not worshiped he doesn't need your particular worship when you worship God it elevates you the number one thing that you can do for anxiety and depression is to let the word of God wash over you and to worship God back so good that's such a good word so um when you when you thought about the position when it was um, announced to you right somebody had you know obviously reached out to you and said hey this is something that um, you know would be a good fit for you um, what was your what was your thought process I mean you've you've been a parent here uh, you've got you know one son who's graduated from here another son who's still here um, did you think hey this is a perfect fit for me I can't wait to do this or did you have some hesitations reservations what what were you thinking when uh, all when I had was hesitation and reservation. <laughs> And the, those, the huh? only reason that I'm here is I firmly believe that he um, he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. Amen. And that's all I can say. I do feel the Holy Spirit equipping me already um, and has equipped me through biblical counseling. I have been biblical counseling for the last uh, couple years. Um, God has called me. I knew he was calling me deeper into ministry. I've been doing volunteer ministry yeah. now for years. Now you've, but, s- you've started a ministry. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of our ladies might know you from Faith Versus Weight, a yeah. ministry that you actually created a number of years ago. Uh, so that's a, you know, you've been in front of a lot of people. You've yeah. talked to a lot of people. You've ministered to a lot of people, especially a lot of people who are who are hurting and struggling yes, in, in a difficult yes, situation. Yes. So. So I'm going to bring that up only because, so the ministry that I do uh, on the side still is, Mm -hmm. and it's offered through Prestonwood Baptist Church, Mm -hmm. uh, through Life Recovery, is Faith Versus Weight. 
And it was really a, you know, way to get attention. But I'll tell you the truth. The, the attention I wanted to bring to was the faith part. Right. And really what the whole purpose, whether it's your weight or whatever, anxiety, depression, whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. when your spiritual health is strong, spirit, there's three tiers, right? Spiritual, physical, and emotional the way we live in this world is we let the emotional drive us. Right. How many times do I hear I'm an emotional eater or whatever you may not call yourself, maybe porn, whatever the thing is, it's driven by the emotional, right. okay? All the Bible says, if you were going to boil it down to me, is if you put the spiritual first, that's what Jesus was telling us, right? If that's what faith is. What is that whole book boiled down to? Do you trust me? Yeah. God is saying, do you trust me, right? And so you, guess what? The answer is no unless you are in God's word. And I'll tell you why, because you are constantly bombarded with what your eyes can see and touch and what you can feel. And it, everything in this world is telling you, don't trust God, because yeah. Satan is trying to tell you, don't tr- look at the news, don't, don't trust God. He's not going to take care of you. Then if you spend time with God in the word, what happens is you are turning the whole thing upside down. That's what Jesus did when he came. You're turning the whole thing upside down. You're putting the spiritual first. Now you're looking at the world through what? A biblical worldview. The problem is when we look at the world through our emotions, we are tossed like a wave. Mm-hmm. That's why one of the number one prescriptions, you know, it used to be um, antacids and all that. It's all now for mental health. Yep. The anxiety and depression epidemic was it was it was underlying, but we were able to, you know, it was called uh, pawn and circus from the uh, Latin. Basically, you know, we, we'd get fed and we'd entertain ourselves mm-hmm. and we would be constantly distracted. Then COVID hit and what happened? We were no longer confident, constantly distracted right. and we blamed it on COVID. All COVID did was reveal what was there. Okay. And so what we revealed what was already underlying and brewing and it bubbled up to the surface only showing our need for God more. And I believe God, I'm not going to say what God does or doesn't do because I'm not God, but let's just say there was an exposition, there was an exposing of what we uh, were lacking in. And the only thing that is ever going to fill that need, whatever your need is today, parents, please hear me. And your need might be, my kid is being bullied or, you know, my husband is, you know, looking the other way or this is happening. That's whatever the need is first, but first seek the kingdom. Seek the kingdom and all these things will come unto you. Because if you don't seek the kingdom first, every decision you make is going to be based on a worldview. And I'll tell you right now, if you are looking for hope in this world, good luck. Because our hope does not lie in this world. Our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in Christ. You know, Christ, the hope of glory, that's where your hope lies. It's not in this world. Now, will God send you comfort through this world? Sure. It's called Christians. We're supposed to be the hand and feet of Jesus. Yep. But if you are looking for comfort from this world, you're only getting, people, you'll always be looking in a pill, in a bottle, and whatever the next thing is. So I want to encourage you today, today, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart, go first to the Lord, just, just hit play on your phone and just start listening to the Bible. Just listen to what this crazy lady saying 15 minutes a day. Don't think, well, that was a waste of time. I didn't get anything out of that. Just receive. Just be in a receive mode. Let the word of God wash over you. Then look for easy ways to incorporate it. You know, listening to worship music in the morning, things like that. If you're not going to a church, bring your kids to church. If you are expecting 
the problem I would say with all of us as parents, if you're expecting, you know things as a parent, you know right and wrong as a parent, that you're thinking that your children are just going to know or you're trying to teach them. You cannot take a single thing for granted in this world, and I'll tell you why. Because America was founded on Judeo-Christian values. Those are all out the window. So without being founded on Judeo-Christian values or, or act coming from that standpoint, which really was a biblical worldview, without being founded on that, your kids are receiving and learning whatever it is that's on their phone. So things we take for granted that in our generation that we grew up with or your generation, because some of you are a lot younger than I am, your children are not automatically going to get through osmosis. So if you, here's the thing, you got to put up with us Christians, right? We've got to, you know, I joke because I have a friend that I've been trying to talk to about the Lord for years, and he is at an Audi dealership, and he said to me, oh, my kids are now in Christian school. And I thought, oh, finally, he's, he's receiving. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, it's just, you know, I don't like what they're teaching in public school. Yeah. So then you got to put up with us Christians, because why? Because the Judeo-Christian values are what you want your children to have. That's right. So get, on, get in front of it. Don't let the world drag you through its muck. Yeah. So I'm glad you used the word trust earlier. That's my word for the year. I always pick a, a word for the year. I took it out of, uh, out of Isaiah 26. Uh, and it's kind of an interesting thing. It, it's, it's a little bit of what you're talking about. Um, the verse literally says, you, um, you keep him at perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. Uh, he, if he trusts in you. And Amen. so the, the concept really is, is what you put your mind on, Amen. the object of your attention, right? That's ultimately what you're going to find your worldview through. That's ultimately what you're going to trust. Um, and a lot of the reasons that our young people are so anxious mm. is because their minds are not stayed upon him, right? They're not stayed upon the word of God, right? The, the rock, the everlasting rock, but they're on TikTok, and, and I, I thought it was so fascinating that, you know, a little while ago, China actually um, passed a law in their country that their children, which, by the way, their TikTok is much different than our TikTok, <laughs> but their children can only spend a certain amount of time on social media. Thank you. Yeah. All right, and that's, that's right at a different country. And it's like uh, our children are spending so much time on things um, that are so difficult for them to process, for them to understand, that are so confusing. They're not meant for adults to process, They're, let alone children. Exactly. So you know what? It's garbage in, garbage out. That's yep. what we used to call it. That's and I'll give it, yep. you an example. So this is going to date me, parents. But I, when we <laughs> moved here in 2014 in a very nice home, in each of my boys' bedrooms, there was a mount on the wall that was put there for a television. Uh-huh. And someone spent a lot of money and time putting it in. And I hired a handyman. I said, rip them out. Yeah. I don't want it in don't any of the rooms. The room. And so my point is, I'm, I'm not here to guilt or shame or whatever. I'm just saying... You can't expect your child to be joyful, yeah. to be happy, to be well balanced when they're when they are being poured in with with just chaos, yes. which is what's on their phones. That's right. Okay, and don't get me wrong; you'll see my kids walking. Around. I, well, now I have one junior, and you know, but I will tell you the for, especially for the younger parents, the longer you can delay it, delay it, give them books, give them other things. Media is. You know, uh, Jeremiah said this in a post, really, and it's almost like this is a bad neighborhood that you would never bring your kid into, and it's in their hand. So just um, garbage in, garbage out. And for those that are struggling right now, because a lot of parents are struggling, and with learning, and, and, you know, it's not, please, I say this in truth and love, it's not going to help learning difficulty the more the child is on the phone, you know, reading to them at 
early ages, even just listening to music, whatever you can do. Do I understand that that is, they, everyone has phones? Of course I do. But the longer you can delay it, delay it, I get that their kids have it. Okay, so their, your, their friends have it. You can still at home take it away. There's times you can say, okay, we're, you know, whether you're at the dinner table, whatever it is, you have more control than you think. And I would definitely do it at least in the car. Give them another option in the car when you can. And I just want to say for the anxiety of parents right now today, I want to bring up three quick things because I know I know there's a lot of suffering going on. So number one, I think about Job, which, wow, what a joyful book to bring up. But I love Job (laughs) when he says to the Lord, I know, I know that you can do all things and that no plan of yours will be thwarted. Mm. Parents, I want you to hear, no matter what is going on in your child's life right now, when you have them start walking with the Lord, I'm telling you, no plan of God's will be thwarted. So don't worry about the kid that's bullying them, and I know it's easy for me to stay, or the this or the that or whatever. Just keep... Just don't try to play whack-a-mole because that's what we do. We try to play whack-a-mole with every little problem. Instead, make the majority every time you can keep pointing them to the Lord, keep pointing them to the Lord, and I promise you this too shall pass. And the more you point them to the Lord, I know that he can do all things. No plan of his will be thwarted for your child's life, okay? So I right. hope that that comforts somebody today. Excellent point. I love also, it. I want to say, you know, and what's an example of that? Well, look at Joseph in the Bible. The guy gets mm. thrown in a pit. You know, all these things Every happen. <laughs> Everything that can happen. And if you don't know the Bible story, just telling you, basically, Everything bad that could happen to this guy happens to this guy, and he still rises up to the position of prominence. And when people, uh, a lot of times when they quote from that, it says, there's the first quote that says, you know, you meant evil for me, and I turned it to good, and they kind of like live that part of it. Well, look, you know, somebody, you look like, you know, look what you meant for me, and it turned to good. It's almost like this revenge thing. That's Mm -hmm. not what that book is about. That book is about every time Joseph went through something bad, it says, and the Lord was with him. And the Lord, so what that says, Joseph was with the Lord. So what I want to tell you, the more you teach your children to go to the Lord, because guess what? You can't play whack-a-mole. You cannot protect them from everything. They will walk out the door. They will drive. They will go to college. Every, the reason this school exists and the reason I'm here in this position is I cannot feel more passionate about equipping the word of God. And I will tell you, that is why we are at this school. That's why I committed our, you know, our lives really to the school is because it teaches the word of God. But we can only do so much if they don't see it at home. And I'm telling you, parents, I love you. I know it's a struggle, but they're watching you. So let them see you open a Bible. Let them see you turn on worship music. Let them see you do that. It's not, because remember, all they're doing is emulating you. So just let them see, let them see, you know what? Going to church is a priority. I can tell you, have we had yelling matches going to church? Have we had every, If you know, am I any kind of a perfect parent? Heck no. But I will tell you one thing that could could not be accused of me is I did not, I, I praise God that he gave me the wisdom to keep pointing them back to him. Mm. And did I apologize for things I did wrong? Of course I did. Did I try to show them the right way and sometimes not get it right of, like everyone else? Sure. But I can tell you, that's why we have a savior. That's yeah. why Jesus came. We're not perfect. All we have to do, literally, the Bible says to do one thing. A lot of the things we put on ourselves, the Bible doesn't tell us to do. It tells you to do one thing as a parent. Talk, you know, to, to raise the child up, right, in wisdom and stature, but to raise that child up, to talk about it and you're coming, to talk about it and you're going. Your responsibility as a parent is just to keep turning them over to the Word of God. If you can do that one thing, then the Holy Spirit through them 
is going to do the rest. I love it. I love it. Well, we're excited for you um, to have your first uh, day, your first week here. We're excited to have you on staff. Excited to uh, to see. Thank you. Um, just um, just the spirit that you bring. Um, Thank you. You know, we've we've known you for a long time, and we've known your family, and um, you know, we're we're excited um, about watching them. You know, continue to to grow. I'm I'm excited to watch. You know, um, Benjamin have his mom here. Um, all the time now. So <laughs> I hope he's, ex- no, you know, he gave he me is. a hug. And let me tell yeah. you, that is a humbling thing when your high school junior gives you a hug. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But I want to say, if it were not for Dan and Tricia Panetti when we first came here, because like I mentioned earlier, I came from a very strong Catholic background. Mm-hmm. And I'll make this joke now. Um, the weekend before we were going to be baptized at Prestonwood, I call it Sintervention Weekend, <laughs> Catholic Intervention Weekend, where my family came and we have some morning people in my family and some yeah. night people. And in the morning, the morning people were trying to talk us out of being baptized. And then, and it was everything they could say. I was keeping my niece and nephew from their niece and nephew from the Eucharist, whatever, all kinds of guilt things. Sure. And my mother, who was a nun, I was like piercing her heart. My uncle was calling me. She's going to have a heart attack. I mean, the guilt they were pouring on me. And I remember one night on my knees crying, praying about it, talking to my husband. And he said, you know what? They'll get used to it. And they did. So, but Dan and Tricia walked us through that. And that's the other thing, parents. How did Dan and Tricia walk us through that? Well, we came to church. We joined a Bible fellowship group. Is, is that what we're still calling it? I don't life know. Group. Life group. I'm sorry. Life group. But the point is that I wouldn't have had that. I wouldn't have had that support. I wouldn't have had the body of Christ if I didn't walk in the doors on Sunday. That's right. So if you feel lonely and you feel like you're trying to do this thing on your own, you're right, yeah. unless you get up and you walk through the doors on Sunday and you join a group. Yep. And it's not going to feel normal in the beginning. It's going to feel weird. You're not going to know the people. But in time, you will. And you'll. God has a place for you. My goodness, if God doesn't have a group for you at Preston, one, <laughs> I mean, there's a gazillion. And, and my point is that there's a place for you. Yep. And, um, and there are people here to love on you and to guide you. So get your money's worth, parents. Don't just drop your kid off at school, utilize the church, go to the church, listen to the pastor, take it in, because I'm, I'm just talking brass tactics here. If you want to be efficient and expedient with your money, take advantage of actually participating in this church and take advantage. I will tell you the most efficient use of my day. You want to talk about business? I have an MBA. I was a Navy officer, okay? The most efficient use of my day is first opening up my Bible or listening to my Bible and receiving the Word of God, because then God is ordering my day. And if you do things that are not God-ordained or God-ordered, you are spinning your wheels and wasting your time. And if you feel right now, parents, that you're not producing fruit, ask yourself, am I, am I receiving you know, it's like operation, you know, it's, it's like looking at a um, operations manual, um, operating procedures. If you don't read it and take it in the Bible, you know, you're going to have all your buttons pushed. So receive the word of God. Let that change your life. And you're going to watch fruit in you and your children be produced like you can't imagine. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to put your um, your phone number and your email so pe- so parents can reach out to you and get. I don't worry, I'll get it all for you, um, and we'll put that in the show notes so parents can get a hold of you. Wonderful. Um, but I will say this: I, I want our parents to pray for you. Thank you. Um, and one of the things that I always do is I don't just tell people to do it, right? I actually do it. And so, uh, parents, just join me in this moment 
right? Um, we're going to just pray for Maria uh, and Mark and their family as she comes on board. So dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for Maria. Thank you for her heart. Uh, Father, that is uh, is tender toward you. Father, thank you for just the work that you've done in her and through her over these years. And Father, thank you for bringing her to PCA, not just as a parent, but Father, now on staff in this incredible and critical role at our school. Uh, Father, I just pray that you'd give her wisdom. I pray that you'd give her um, just success, Father. She makes connections with faculty, as she makes connections with parents, and she makes connections with students, Father. And I just pray that you would just continue to use her uh, to comfort, to care, to call up, uh, Father, just other men and women, Father, to get closer to you through your word. Lord, we just uh, we love uh, Mark, Maria, Father, we love their family, um, and uh, Father, I just pray a blessing upon their family and all that they do, Father, uh, that you would return to them tenfold for all that they give to you and the, to the kingdom. Lord, we just uh, we pray for her, for her success here at PCA, and uh, we are blessed to have her in our presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. So, thank you. Maria, thank you, and uh, just uh, appreciate your time, and we'll look forward to working with you alongside you as we uh, continue to do the good work here at PCA. I feel blessed and highly favored. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.